0: Kia to everybody and welcome back to the Careering Podcast. I am your co-host Kelsey, and this week I am here with Melissa, but she's actually just going to keep her mouth shut for a little while because I actually have a very special guest joining us this week. Uh, and the reason that we've got a special guest is that we're actually not in Christchurch, we're not in Otatahi this week. We are at TV, so we're back in my hood. Uh, and normally we would do our "What are you thinking about this week? How are things going?" But we're not because my mum's here. Hi, Mama. Hi, Cass. This is my mum, Christine, and so we thought we would get her on the podcast because we're back at home and we're at our family batch in Kaiteri with Melissa because you know the two of us can't go anywhere without hanging out with each other. Um, so we thought uh, we would get her on and have a chat to her about her career and then Melissa wants to ask you questions about me, um, <laughs> which I don't know who's more uncomfortable, my mum or me. <laughs> so we're going to go from, we're going to um, have a wee chat to my mama um, and then we're going to hand it over to Melissa and she's going to ask Chris some questions and tell you some stories about me, which uh, I would like to remind you both that I edit this podcast and I will edit it out if I don't like it. <laughs> so, it's all good. Thanks, mum. Um, so hi, mum. How are you? I'm um, Very well, Kelsey. I'm on a holiday. Yes, it is beautiful, except it has been raining today. Um, So what we're going to do is I'm just going to ask you a few questions about your career. Obviously, I know a fair bit, Uh, (laughs) but um, I would love you to share with the listeners because I think you've had a really amazing career uh, and the way that you have managed to level up the way that you work is amazing and I think I don't think I could have got to the place in my career if I hadn't seen you doing it as a woman uh, and kicking ass and taking names. Um, So (laughs) uh, for everyone listening my mum is uh, deeply ingrained in the fashion industry in New Zealand um, and ever since I was 12 years old. I've been on buying trips. I know exactly how to order. Rip curl, billabong, RPM. I think I got sent around the country at a young age to go and do ranges. I know all of the things um, just because you were like, yeah, fuck yeah, you go and do it. (laughs) And you were good at it. (laughs) And so I think, you know, you've had this incredible career, but I would love you to talk to us a bit more about where it all started, because I love the way that your story started. So tell us about how you got your first job in the fashion, clothing ish, the rag trade. By default, really, because
1: when I was 16, my mother said to me, I said to my mother, I want to leave school. Okay. Why did you want to leave school? Um, I'd got to um, tertiary level and to sixth form. It's not called sixth form now, but. Yeah. And I just was just bored. Yeah, fair. And she said, you're not leaving school until you get a job. So I walked up one side of Maraweka and down the other, and I had three jobs, and I picked, I got a job at the jewellery store, one at a clothing store and one at a bank. In hindsight, I should have taken the one at the bank, <laughs> but, but no, I took the one at the
0: clothing store. So I was sixteen. I'm now sixty, and so I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So the one that you, the first job you got, was at Miller's Drapery. Drapery.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's correct, and it was owned by Whitwell's Menswear, which probably everybody knows if they've been In to Motueka. Yep and um, I worked for them for – started off as just doing the vacuuming, cleaning the bathroom, you know, those kind of jobs. What you do when you're 16. Yeah, Yeah. And then the manager of Whitwell's, he bought the store, and he called it The Image. So I worked for him for 15 years. Was that Dave? Dave Cordell. We loved Dave. He was amazing. He's such a good boss, and even when I had my children – I um, know oh Dave, I got to hang out went, in the image all the time. Yeah, when they went to school, he let me do nine till three, so school hours. So he was, he, I really look up to him, I really appreciated everything I learnt from him. And then of course they got to an age where they didn't want the store anymore, so they sold it to H&J Smiths. So out I, of Invercargill? Out of Invercargill, and they I worked for them for three years. And then they shut all the stores in the top of the South Island, so they had Blenheim... Nelson, Stoke, oh, wow. Richmond, Motorweka, they shut the whole lot. And, and were
0: you when that happened, were you just like, Oh God, what am I gonna do?
1: Well, I was very lucky because Mr. Asiv came to me a week before Christmas and he said, We've
0: had the store for such a long time, we want to sell it, we want to sell it to someone local. So just for everyone listening. Assive's and Whitwells were like the two main clothing stores in Muriwika. And so one was owned by the Whitwells and one was owned by the Assives. And Mr. Asiv had this massive big store that had been been an institution.
1: And he said to me a week before Christmas, um, we want to sell. We really want to sell to you. You've been in the trade for a while, but I'll give you a week to make up your mind. A week before Christmas. A week before Christmas. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we were beside ourselves. And at that stage, we were planning on moving to Nelson. Because John's job was in Nelson. Yeah. And for some unforeseen reason, we made it happen. And that was 1993. 1993?
0: 2003. I was 13. Oh, yeah? 2003. You were born in... I was was born in 1990. 1990. It was 2003. 2003.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And so, yeah. So in March the 3rd, it'll be 21
0: years. So you've had your own clothing store for 21 years. years. Yeah. Man, you must have seen some change in fashion. Oh, amazing. Mostly in
1: technology. In terms of? Um, social media, uh, buying trips. Yeah. Everything we can do from home. We don't have to go and see a range now. Like we, I would spend a week in Auckland doing ranges for the, the coming season, which is six months ahead. Don't have to do that now. I mean, where they can send you a catalogue in the mail with fabric samples and it's all online and yeah. it's so much easier. Yeah. And it's used to handwrite every order. Oh my God. Not anymore. If I, <laughs> if I have to handwrite it, I don't do an order. <laughs> it's not not happening. Amazing. Yeah.
0: And so in terms of so for for context for everybody, so mum's clothing store, she does main half the store is women's wear. So it's sort of mid range Australian New Zealand brands, so sort of sitting quality. With quality, like sitting around a hundred to two hundred sort of yep. pieces. Yep. Um and then uh, she also does um, a bit, little bit of menswear and then a whole lot of surfwear um, and bikinis. And basically if you've been through Moriweka or been to the Abel Tasman or Kaiteri or Nelson during the summer, you will have heard the name Astrolabe Fashions with their range of bikinis. Um, and because mum has probably the top, the best range of swimwear in the top of the south, um, not that either of us wear those bikinis, <laughs> but you're Catch me in a bikini. And I think that's what I find really fascinating, and what I really, I think, from a marketing perspective, because I've been in that world where I have to take myself out of what I think and put it into what other people are thinking. And I think I got a lot of that knowledge from you yeah. because you're not buying for yourself; you're buying for the market that you have, and you have to understand it deeply.
1: And especially the local market, too, because we're so seasonal. Uh, We do probably 70% of our trade in the three months over Christmas. Winter is tough. Yeah. And so we have – Marawake has become quite an aged town. Um, A lot of people have moved here because they want to retire here because the weather's fabulous. God's waiting room. Yeah. And they don't (laughs) want to spend money on clothing. They want to spend money on their holidays and their grandchildren and just going to the beach. And so for winter – we have to keep it very tight, very yeah. precise. Summertime, we can get away with anything, and we do, <laughs> and we love it, and it's so buzzy, and the town's buzzing, and everyone's happy, and then we get through to April, and then we can just feel the town just goes to
0: sleep Yeah, for six months. And yeah. So is that – I mean, 21 years is a long time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously enjoy it. Yes, I wouldn't be there if I did it. Yeah, so what do you enjoy about it that's now, like – from where it's changed to in the last 20 years, what what do you still enjoy about it? Oh, the people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're fabulous. 99% of the
1: of the public are fabulous. Oh, yeah. There's really always a 1% are. that is a oh, dick, though. Yeah. And it only takes <laughs> one to muck up your day. But you, you, gotta, you learn to let it go. Yeah. It used to bother me, and I'd try and make, make it right. But now it's like, okay, if that's your opinion, that's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: I've toughened a little bit. I can guarantee you have. (laughs) I can confirm. Um, But also, you have to. I've seen some of the dickheads that you've had to deal with. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, it was great for me because I was 13 and suddenly I had a job in a clothing store and I didn't have to do anything to get it. <laughs>
1: yeah. And now she won't come home for holidays because I make her work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, me and cash registers and boss machines at the moment, though, look, I just don't work well with them. <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest thing is
1: changing everything to electronic. Mm. You know, that's that's been a real learning curve for me. Social media, I mean, that's not my thing. That's why I have someone else do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just kind of think, how do we keep up all the time? Yeah.
0: Everything's changing so fast. Especially with COVID, right? Like we had to get you online within a couple of weeks. Oh, you did it in a couple of days. Yeah. And then in the last year or two, you've gone full point of sale system. Absolutely. Stock control. Yeah. Everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, Which is great because you have- But it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But um, I think- Going forward, you have to have that. Yeah. Like, if I want to, at some stage, sell the business, no one's going to buy it if I'm not up with what's going on, you know,
0: electronically. Yeah, fair. Yeah. So, in terms of, so you've been in it for a while. (laughs) I'm just going to say a while. (laughs) You've been in it for a while. What do you think the biggest things are that you've learnt? Um, patience, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you may that's one thing you did not teach me. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, patience, right, as in patience. like patience, patience with, people. with people, yeah, yes,
1: yeah, and learning that the customer 99% of the time is right, but they're not always right.
0: <laughs> Fear. not that you'd tell them that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> what about? Predicting trends and trends within fashion, and you
1: don't have to. Okay, because when you go and see a range, like I'm about to start buying for next summer, so on Monday I'm off to Nelson and I'm going to see a range, and you can only buy what they show you, right? Do you know? Yeah, you've got probably 200 garments there, and the um, reps are fabulous. Yeah, they'll go, This is going really well, or this garment might be in six colors, buy these two. And so they are a really good guide. And they're not going to put you wrong because if they put you wrong and you don't sell it, you're not going to buy off them again. Yeah. So, And you have to be snappy. You have to go, yes, no, yes, no. Yeah. You can't dither and dally. You'd be there for
0: hours. So I've seen you in action. I've seen you in action and you're amazing. No, you don't fuck around. But the difference, I think what I – Am fascinated in Is you can look at a range So 200 pieces is a lot It is a lot And I know that When I've been to other ranges And we've had other people in the room Yes You're like yes no Yes no yes no yes no And they're like Oh but what about this And I want to touch this And and we can be there for hours Because they are taking forever, Or they want to try it on Yeah And so How do you get to a point Where you go Right I know I need 26 pairs Of that kind of pant And I want this And I know Like you're Knowledge of the stock levels that you need is.
1: I have a good database on my computer of what I bought from the season before. Right. And because we're coming out of summer and now we're buying for next summer, you know what's sold, you know what hasn't sold. So it's a good guide. Yeah. Going forward. Yeah. It's not too hard. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I also And think I'm, that, I'm not hundred percent right all the time, you know? And I mean someone sitting next to me go, You really should buy that. And if I don't like it, I'm not buying it. I mean at the end of the day, <laughs> I've got to pay the bills. Yeah. I've got to sell it. And so I make the decision. Yeah. But I but I do listen to what other people have got to say.
0: Oh, I know, because you've I've gone, you're gonna sell that, yeah. buy it, and you've gone. I'll listen to you, but if you if I don't sell it, you're not choosing no. again. <laughs> and we typically sell them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm fascinated in understanding. So COVID was obviously a big deal. COVID was good for business. Yeah. To be fair, how's the industry bounced back though? Because obviously there was stock delays. There's been there a lot, lot of, of
1: independent stores that have closed. Yeah. Um. I think online shopping really has hit us hard independently, yeah. um, but it but well, really was good for business because nobody was buying overseas trips mm-hmm. and they were still getting paid and they were still working so and it was a bit scary when we had what did we have six weeks six off? weeks yeah and the first day back at work there wasn't a soul in the store for the first hour and I thought oh no oh uh, yeah what are we going to do yeah and then it hit the fan <laughs> it was. Huge, it was like, and women were just like, I have that, and I'll have that, and they're putting piles on the counter. And and the end, I had to because I was did the day on my own, yeah. I had to ring John and say, Please come and help me, I can't do this. <laughs> and it was like Boxing Day, you yeah. know, like Boxing Day. So it was huge, and people were fabulous during COVID. They put money in my bank account for credits that they would come and use, yeah. Um, once we opened, and thank goodness that you put our online store on because that got through us to pay the power bill yeah. and the phone bill and all those incidentals that you still have to pay and your rent. I still yeah. have to pay rent. Um, so that helped a lot. Yeah. That was amazing.
0: But I think that's a testament to the fact that you've not only got a clothing store, but especially in a small town, you've you've built a community place. Like I know many women that just come in for a natter. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and and, and that, that's fine. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the difference. I think in terms of how you – Market your business, it is so word of mouth because you've created this community aspect as well as a clothing store in that space. And I think that's deeply I think that's deeply you as a person. (laughs) And my girls are awesome. They are so good.
1: And we love Christchurch ladies. Us? (laughs) The Christchurch ladies. (laughs) We get private messages from Christchurch ladies all the time. (laughs) Or phone calls just to have a chat. And it's great. We love it. Amazing. They come up here to the criteria for a holiday. And the first thing to do is come in. Amazing.
0: Catch up. So so we're sitting in uh, early 2024 now. What is coming up in terms of what's coming into store for winter 2024? What are we expecting? Like though it's about to hit right now. Yes.
1: A lot of cord. A lot of cord. Cord is huge for this winter. Yep. Um, lots of bright colours. So like bright oranges, bright yes. pinks. Yep. Lovely. Yeah. yeah okay. We like bright winters. Yeah. I'm a I'm a bright girl. I yeah. don't like the naturals and the, you know,
0: <laughs> the monotones. You like to be in the face. Oh yes. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you very much. That's okay. I am now gonna hand it over to Melissa to I'm very nervous. That's why there was a pause. I'm very nervous about what you two are gonna talk about. But I'm gonna hand it over to Melissa and she is going to uh, ask you a few more questions, but I promise she'll be nice. Right, Melissa? <laughs>
2: Hi, Chris. Hello, Melissa. Thanks for joining us on the Careering Podcast. I'm so pleased
1: you come and stay with us.
2: Oh, thank you for adopting me into your family. Anytime. I did I did laugh actually. I thought the first time I think I inserted myself into the Ingalls fam was the Adele concert. Oh, that's right. It was yeah. too. Which is That fabulous. was awesome. And you haven't been able to shake me off since, so <laughs> We don't mind. I appreciate it. So I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about maybe some of your values around working career and how that's shown up for cows. but also any little secret funny stories that you want to share with the pod about cows will always be greatly received. So the first question I had um, was around little Kelsey. So when she was like, how little, how little, you decide under 10, I'm thinking, oh gosh. So did you have any personality characteristics that you were like, that show up in her now that like you're like, this girl is going to have an
1: impact on the world around her she was bossy <laughs> oh my gosh and but she always told me I'm not bossy I'm just very good at getting people to do things okay, that is absolutely that has not changed <laughs> no it hasn't and she was she was very good at getting people to do things but in a nice way that they didn't realize they were doing these things what a good skill to have oh
2: absolutely do you have any examples like I'm thinking of like uh, sort of an, yeah, an under 10 as a kid. Like, is she
1: not under 10? That's going back
2: a bit. Okay, what have you got? Is there a story or a situation when that comes to mind where you can entertain us with how she's she was always good at
1: inter- um organizing? Like, if she wanted to have a party at home, she would organize the whole thing. I didn't have to do a thing. She would organize food, she would organize the people to come around, she'd clean up, she'd make sure that they had somewhere to stay or they were getting home safely. Um, our house was always the hangout house. Uh, within the netball team and the rugby team at high school. And when they left home, it was like, oh, I've had my throat cut. Where have all these kids gone? It's like, oh. oh, it's so quiet. And then we sold the house. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> oh, was that the Jocelyn Ave house? Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool yeah. house. <laughs> It was. It was a great hangout house. And yeah. the kids were more than welcome any time. They oh. were very good.
2: Oh, that's so cool because those skills around caring for others – organising, getting shit done, making sure people are safe, yeah. uh, influencing through others to get things done. Yeah, <laughs> she was really bossy. good at that.
1: <laughs> but right, I, I, I always called it bossy, but <laughs> it wasn't. She just had a knack of asking nicely and people would go, yeah, sure, Kelsey, I'll do that.
2: That's She's so good. Great. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. In terms of reflecting on qualities that you have, were there things that you, as her mum, when it comes to your work
1: ethic or career, you wanted to pass on to her? I absolutely, just keep keep going, keep doing it. If you fail, just keep going. Yeah, Try it a different way, do, do something else. Um, and she did. She just never gave up, oh, except for... <laughs> when We decided that we'd teach her how to drive. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the only time that I think she's ever given up on anything. And I had a little car, and she it was a manual course, so we thought we'd teach her in manual because that's a good thing, and then she could drive automatic. Well, she drove it up the driveway, but she got so f- close to the fence that she couldn't get out. <laughs> And she got out of the passenger, climbed through the car, got out the passenger side and she went, I am never driving that car again. And that was (laughs) it. She never did. So we had to get her an automatic. And that's about the only thing she's ever given up on. And all I could do is laugh. So how did did you get the car back out? I had to climb through the car and get into the driver's seat and back it out. And that's about the only time she's ever really given up. So she threw the toys toys out. And she actually screamed, I am never driving that car. She got out. What kind of car was it? Oh, it was only a little a little echo, a little shop car.
2: Oh, how cute. Yeah, it was. So, so teenage cows with her big emo fringe through yep. a tante because she couldn't drive the bar car. It. Nope. <laughs> That's so good. Yep. What about um in terms of any career challenges or work challenges? Because obviously you guys are really close, you talk often. Yeah. And is there any sort of career challenges you've seen her navigate? oh
1: everything I said yeah. to her, she should write a book yeah I said since she left home when I took her up to Wellington uh when she could, well she got her first job at Pix Peanut Butter I um, and that was amazing and she was only there well as an intern and ended up getting a job in Wellington so we went up there first thing happened was we had a car accident <laughs> the taxi driver hit a car in front of us and then he dropped us off and he left our bags in the boot and he drove away <laughs> And we had to find them and get our bags back. And that was her introduction to Wellington. I mean, should have been a science house And that was just the start. And it just like went from one thing to another to another. And then she was only there for a short time and they had all those earthquakes. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And I went up and stayed with her and she made me go to bed with my shoes on in case there was an earthquake. <laughs> and I had to get... Mind you, we were on the fifth floor and it was pretty rough. Yep. And I said to her, you're not staying here. There is no way. So I rang... I used to go and do ranges in Wellington, Mm -hmm. and there was one of the – is it – which one? Victoria Street Lodge. And so I rang the guy, and I knew them, and I said, listen, we need a room on the ground floor for the night. My daughter has had no sleep for like three days, and she's beside herself. And he said, we're fully booked, but we've got a room that we're painting. And he said, if you're quite happy with the smell of the paint, you're quite welcome to use it. I said, yep, we'll be there in five minutes – she had the bed, she went to sleep, she never woke up till the next day. I'll never forget it. <laughs> that was pretty traumatic, and actually. That. And then she came home and I said to John, if we don't get this kid back to Wellington, she's never going to go back. And we got her back, and look at her now.
2: Now she's living in Christchurch. And how long were we in Wellington? Ten years? Yeah. And then she chose a city with a history with a, of <laughs> significant... Yeah. So look, I mean, she past. doesn't give up.
1: <laughs> you know, she just keeps giving that, that extra...
2: Hundred percent. Is that a the obviously you're on your side of the family? You, your mum, and your sister are really close. Is there yeah. some qualities within the Hunt women that you think Kelsey's inherited?
1: I think probably be um, from my mum. <laughs> she's pretty stubborn, <laughs> and she's uh, tells you exactly what she thinks. And Kelsey does too.
2: What's your mum's first
1: name? Alison.
2: Alison. So Alison Hunt has passed yes. on the. The skill of being forthright and direct to her granddaughter. She's Scottish. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What about on John's side of the family? So Nana Ann was a big influence on Kelsey. um,
1: Probably, Kelsey was her biggest fan. Yes. Mind you, first granddaughter. Yes. You know, and um, if anything, Kelsey needed to have a chat, have a chat, she'd go and see Nana Ann. Oh.
2: So what qualities is, do you think that Nina Ann had? Well, that? she
1: raised four boys and a husband. She raised a husband. <laughs> she was the most placid lady that you've ever come across. She was awesome. She oh. was such a neat lady.
2: So what characteristics do you think Kals has inherited from her that have helped her be successful today? Um, well, I don't know, really, to be fair. Um, well, she's not raising men, I can tell you that. <laughs> she's like, no, thank you. She's got a lot of men friends <laughs>
1: that she's quite happy to help out. Yes, um, I think maybe. The empathy? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right.
2: Just I, I know how many times I've rung her when she was listening, living in Wellington. She's a good listener. Yeah, very good yeah. listener.
1: Nana Ann was very placid, and I think she put up a lot with having a house full of men. Yeah. But she would do anything for you. Yeah. Do you know, absolutely anything, nothing was a problem. Oh, yeah, that's... and she adored Kelsey. Oh, i so, say, well, Kelsey's definitely got
2: that from her. Kelsey's the person that, you know, should be drowning and hand the life jacket. Yeah, she would. <laughs> should be like, she would not have it. <laughs> and that's
1: what Anne was like.
2: Oh, that's yeah, so she cute. She's such a cool lady. Oh, well, this is going to make Kelsey ball her eyes out. Kelsey's balling <laughs> her eyes out. <laughs> I
1: know. Oh.
2: Well, this is gorgeous. I think it's really nice to have these conversations about powerful yeah. women in our lives. Do you know
1: what? The most proudest moment I was of Kelsey. Oh, yes, tell us this. Was <laughs> well, when she was head girl at Mottawaka High School. Oh, my God. And Kelsey's Kelsey's she got head girl. up. We went to. Um, Storm parade and she had to speak and she got up there and John and I'm standing in the audience and like, there's hundreds of people there and she just stood up and she made the speech and I'm looking at this kid and I'm thinking who the hell does she belong to <laughs> she certainly didn't get that from me and she was so confident and just stood up there and just let it all out and I was like I was in tears I was amazed absolutely amazed
0: Aww. and I thought
1: you know this kid's gonna do great things and what's amazing
2: is her ability to public speak now is exceptional. Oh, like, I know. like speaking last year um, on the f word at Nerd Night and you know other platforms. She is very good at articulating tough things, light things, making them easy to understand and digest for people. So it's
1: amazing yeah. to know that as a kid you were seeing that. Yeah, there was. There's no subject that's taboo. Yeah, if you want to have a chat about anything, she's quite and so. Um, Articulate at, yes. at what she's talking about. She knows exactly what she. She doesn't suffer fools. No. D- no, does she get that
2: from you, Mama and girls? Perhaps? I think I don't now. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever? Did you probably
1: not? <laughs> yeah. I just don't have the t- tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> <Life> too short. <laughs> yeah, let's absolutely <actually> move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So that was, and I'll always remember that. Who's standing up there? And I'm looking at her, thinking, "Oh my god, where does just where did that come from?" You know, oh, that's yeah. so that, that was cool. amazing.
2: That's such a gorgeous story. Well, thank you for sharing that with us and thank you for coming on the Careering Podcast.
1: You're welcome. Such fun. (laughs) Thank
2: you so much. So thank you to everyone for listening. Um, Please share this with your friends. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google or anywhere you get podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. Um, Rate us five stars if you can because we'd really appreciate that. If you have some cool mamas in your life that you think would be awesome for us to talk to, we're super open to talking to savvy women, so please hook us up. And as always, get out there and be your baddest self.